The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 23rd Psalm, beautiful. My name's Tom. You're watching the Watchman River Channel, and I got a lot to cover today. I got a lot to cover today. So, uh, you know, according to a very recent report, a detailed peace plan is coming in the next few weeks, perhaps. We're living in the last days. You need to understand that. We're living in the very last days. This is from the Times of Israel. We'll report, U.S. Arab partners are preparing a timeline for a Palestinian state announcement could be could come in weeks. The U.S. and several Arab partners are preparing a detailed plan for a comprehensive peace deal between Israel and the Palestinians that includes a firm timeline for a Palestinian state. The Washington Post reports saying the announcement could come in the next few weeks. The report, citing U.S. and Arab officials, says that the key to the plan and its announcement would be the reaching of an initial ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. I can't see that. During which hostages would be released. I, I don't see that either. But ideally before the start of Ramadan next month. During this pause, projected to be at least six weeks, the U.S. plans to make the report public take initial steps toward its implementation, including forming an interim Palestinian government and try drumming up further support for the move. This was all over the place. This one was from the Times of Israel. The Jerusalem Post had U.S. Arabs creating plan for establishment of Palestinian state. Israel National News had report Biden quickly advancing plan for Palestinian state. JNS News had U.S. Arabs rushing plan to establish a Palestinian state. And I'm thinking the whole time I'm seeing this. Man, if I had seen these headlines 20 years ago, I would have been like, bam, we're in the end times. Like Jesus is coming to rapture the church in a, in a pre-tribulation rapture. So I'm seeing this and it's like mind-blowing. But I have to say this now. I can't imagine all this working out at this point. I don't see how they get there right now. I don't see it. I can't see the Israelis accepting a two-state solution. And I can't see the Palestinians accepting it. Palestinians want all of Israel. Israel has tried to live side by side for many years and given up much land and given up many things. And they're done now, I think. I think they're done. I think Israel is, right now, they're tunnel-visioned to complete victory in their mission right now. And like I said, I don't see the Palestinians ever accepting this. They don't want to live 
side by side with Jerusalem, with Israel. They don't want to live side by side with those people. They never have. They turn it down every time. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Something will eventually happen. I don't know if the front with Hezbollah, southern Lebanon, northern Israel, I don't know if that's going to fully open. I don't know what's going to happen. But at some point, you have to remember, let's listen to this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 2 through 6. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. Pay attention here. But you, that means the believers in Jesus, but you brethren are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. He doesn't come as a thief in the night to us who believe in him, who have the Holy Spirit in us. He's not supposed to. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Don't let anyone ever tell you, oh, you're never going to know when the rapture is. You're never going to know, you know, when Jesus is coming to get it. No, no, we won't know the day or the hour. I don't believe we will. But we are going to know the time period, the season. Look what Paul wrote in his first letter to the Thessalonians. He said, but concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. He's saying you're going to know the season. We know it's a season. We're not looking for the day or the hour, but man, when this stuff like this, these kind of things come out, I'm just looking up. Because I want you to notice something in the verse above when I read to you um, 1 Thessalonians from chapter 5. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes. Not when peace and safety are implemented, not when peace and safety occur. It's for when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes. Now, we've been hearing for two years from every direction, peace and safety, peace and safety, in regards to the Middle East, especially since October 7th. We're hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. One of these times, it's going to be that particular for when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes. And I believe that sudden destruction could be tied into the rapture of the church because that is going to cause total and complete chaos in the world. When all of a sudden, whatever the number of people it is, are gone. Man, you don't want to be here for those seven years that are coming at us. You don't want to be here. I hope you know what Jesus did for you. Stay tuned if you don't. Stay tuned. All right, let's see what else is going on. This is, um, it's Biden commits to Jordan's king to continue ban on Christian Jewish worship on Jerusalem's Holy Temple Mount. At a time when the Jewish state is battling an existential threat, President Joe Biden assured the Jordanian king that Jewish and Christian prayer would continue to be banned under what is known as the status quo on Jerusalem's Temple Mount, the holiest site in the Jewish faith and revered by Christians worldwide so as not to inflame Muslim anger. 
what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, to be a part of the generation that soon will be face to face with Jesus and we will not taste death. If we can make it to that rapture, we will not taste death. What an amazing thing. Hang in there. We are in the last days. This is from Insider Paper. Israel vows to press ahead with powerful Rafah operation. Israel vowed Wednesday, yesterday, to press on with a powerful operation in war-torn Gaza's Rafah, even as calls mounted for it to hold off sending troops into the territory's overcrowded far um, southern city. Quote, we will fight until complete victory, and this includes a powerful action also in Rafah. After we, listen to this, this is the words of Netanyahu, we will fight until complete victory, and this includes a powerful action also in Rafah, after we allow the civilian population to leave the battle zones, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said in a Hebrew statement on Telegram. Do you know that there have been many American military officials who have said Israel's way more careful about the civilian population than we would have been? You'll never hear that on the mainstream media. But we've seen it since October 7th. Every area they've gone into, they have dropped pamphlets and said, this is the way out of here. Not all of them take the way out of there, but many have. All right, this morning, early, you know, you know the UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, well, they took their uh, headquarters down in Gaza. You know, I saw the video, it just, gone. Hamas has been using it as a, terror command against Israel. And it is now gone also, before I hit record this morning from Israel radar, the IDF bombed dozens of Hezbollah sites this morning following wide ranging strikes yesterday. Reports from Lebanon, 11 killed in Wednesday's attacks. Hezbollah promises swift response as fighting on Northern border continues to escalate. Wars and rumors of wars. Jerusalem Post, deadly rocket attack in north shows Hezbollah is undeterred. Deadly rocket fire targeting northern Israel on February 14th, yesterday, illustrates that Hezbollah is not deterred and is escalating attacks on Israel, seeking to target communities deeper inside the country. Israel has evacuated 80,000 people from northern communities in early October because of Hezbollah's attacks. And as of right now, right before I hit record, Israeli strikes on Hezbollah assets in southern Lebanon continues right now. They're doing it. Amir Sarfati said that a Hezbollah senior official in charge of the Palestinian case was eliminated in Lebanon. Hezbollah threatens to respond. That was also this morning. I think there ended up being three people that were killed that were a part of Hezbollah. What else? From Insider Paper. You know, don't don't let this stuff trouble you if you belong to Jesus. Please don't let this stuff trouble you. Always, always remember, he is our king and he is our God and he is in total control. He is not nervous. He's not pacing up in heaven. He is totally in control. I believe his hand is on the doorknob to come get us. I really do. Uh, this is from Insider Paper. Francis Macron tells Netanyahu Gaza operations must cease. 
I don't think he's going to listen to you, but... French President Macron told Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu on Wednesday that the Gaza death toll was intolerable and Israel's operations there must cease. In a telephone call that saw Macron toughen his tone, the French leader expressed France's firm opposition to an Israeli offensive in the southern Gaza city of Rafah, saying it could only lead to humanitarian disaster of a new magnitude and create a new risk of regional escalation. Dude, you know what, dude? Take care of your own country, because last I saw, you got a lot of rioting going on there, you know? Nobody likes Israel in this world. I wonder why. I wonder why. Well, what that? What is that? Hmm. I think we know, don't we? The hand of God is on that nation and on its people, as prophesied. Next, we've got Iran signals it is closer to building nuclear weapons. In an alarming development, Ali Akbar Salahi, the former head of Iran's nuclear agency, has implied in remarks broadcast on Monday that Iran has everything it needs for an A-bomb. In a televised interview, he uh, Salahi, who was also the foreign minister, was asked if Iran has achieved the capability of developing a nuclear bomb. Avoiding a direct answer, he stated, listen to this. We have crossed all the thresholds of nuclear science and technology. Here's an example. This is what he said. Imagine what a car needs. It needs a chassis. It needs an engine, a steering wheel, a gearbox. You're asking if we've made the gearbox. And I say, yes. Have we made the engine? Yes. But each one serves its own purpose, he said. Basically saying, yeah, we're there. We're there, Jack. <laughs> all right. Then we've got... North Korea, we gotta, we can't leave them out because Kim Jong-un, he gets really upset when we talk about wars and rumors of wars and we leave him out. So we gotta, we gotta, I always tell you, he's the little kid when you're handing out popsicles to all the kids and you're pulling them out of the box and the kids are surrounding you and that first kid's like, me, 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 with his hand held out right in your face. That's him. We gotta pay him a little attention, okay? <laughs> that This is all just humor. It's humor. But North Korea reports testing anti-ship missile in the Sea of Japan. This is from this morning. North Korea has successfully conducted a test of new anti-ship missiles in the Sea of Japan to the west of the Korean Peninsula. State media reported on Thursday today. The missile is reported to have struck a boat serving as a target in the sea, which lies to the east of the Korean Peninsula and is also known as the East Sea. The North Korean Navy is to be equipped with this new missile in the future. There you go. There you go. And in more rumors of war, the Department of Rumors of War, here we go. Azerbaijan, this is from Insider Paper, Azerbaijan is planning a full-scale war, Armenia says. Azerbaijan is planning a full-scale war against Armenia, the Prime Minister warned Thursday, two days after a skirmish on their border, left four Armenian troops dead. And then we've got this. The U.S. is facing a serious security threat, top lawmakers say. The United States is facing a new and serious national security threat, top officials warned, with multiple media outlets reporting that it concerned Russia's military capability. In a cryptic statement that prompted fellow congressional leaders to reassure the public that there was no cause for panic, 
U.S. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Michael Turner urged lawmakers to review the details. Unidentified sources said the threat is a highly concerning Russian military capability, while ABC reported that the intelligence was about Moscow wanting to put a nuclear weapon in space, possibly to use against satellites. I am requesting that President Joe Biden declassify all information relating to the threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. He said, calling it a very serious national security threat. Is it? I don't know. Or is it show? Is it some kind of plan? I don't know. I'm not the biggest truster. I think you know of leaders, of any leaders. in the. All my trust is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because that's the only one I know I can trust. Jesus. I don't trust in leaders of any government, including my own. My trust is in Jesus, who gives peace and is very powerful. Jesus is coming back in power. He came the first time as a shepherd, as a suffering servant, meek. He's coming back in power, guys. I can't wait. All right, what else? Terrible stuff in the United States yesterday. Just terrible. They're they're celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl and it was like a mass shooting there. You know, I don't know if you heard about it. One dead, 21 wounded amid shots fired into a crowd after Kansas City Chiefs rally. Bullets ripped through the crowds of spectators following a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade attended by tens of thousands Wednesday, killing one and injuring at least 21 others in the nation's latest shooting assault at a major sports or concert venue. Uh, this is the, you know, it's all sad. We need to pray for all these families. But Lisa Augustine, spokesperson for Children's Mercy Kansas City Hospital, said that the hospital was treating 12 patients from the rally, including 11 children, some of whom suffered gunshot wounds. There was also a school shooting yesterday. The Western Journal said that students shot at, at Benjamin E. Mays High School, the parking lot in Atlanta. Incredible. There was also, I believe there was a shooting at a mall too, I think I saw in Florida. You know, these are, these are the last days. These are the last days. The darkness, it's getting darker each and every day, isn't it? But man, the message of that gospel... It's getting brighter and brighter. And I believe as we lead up to this day of the rapture, more and more people are going to come to Jesus because they're going to start realizing, I can't put my hope and trust in anything in this world. It's all crumbling right before my eyes. They're not quite there. Some are. I think since 2020, many, many have come to Jesus. But you look at what's going on in this world. What are you going to put your hope in? The stock market? Your money? Earthquakes were ramping up again the past 24 hours, 48 over 4.0, 10 of them over 5.0, and one over 6.0. What else? All right, we got to enter a little bit of clown world here. The artificial intelligent job slaughter is coming for tech first. It's unbelievable. Microsoft, Meta, eBay, PayPal. Wherever you look in the tech sector, they are laying off staff. 
right, left, and center, tech companies, large and small, have been axing jobs. More than 34,000 positions have already gone so far this year, a month and a couple weeks, six weeks, according to the website layoffs.something, which tracks tech industry job losses. And things are set to get a lot worse, but there is also rather a more worrying underlying cause of all these layoffs. It's generative artificial intelligence. Anyone who loses their job without much prospect of getting an equally desirable one elsewhere fully deserves our sympathy. All the same, there is a delicious irony to the idea that some of the first victims of AI should be from the very organizations that created it. Can you believe that? They said, as the term machine learning implies, the machines have indeed been learning and in double quick time, such that in some cases they are said to be already, the AI machines are already much better at coding than humans are. Incredible. Oh man, this next story. Oh dudes, get ready. Look, if you have a weak stomach, you may want to skip this. If you're having stomach issues today, you may want to skip this story because it's... It's what that sound effect just said. It's clown world. It is clown world. Somebody shared this with me today. And, and I don't know if I like them or dislike them for doing this to me. <laughs> it's from Sky News. Get ready. <laughs> I might even share the picture. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> Meaty rice. I, I, you heard that right. Meaty rice has just been invented. Scientists say it can have big benefits. Can it? Can it? <laughs> the hybrid food isn't yet commercially, commercially available, thank God. And it remains to be seen whether consumers would overcome the yuck factor. See, they even admit in this article, the yuck factor. But the scientists hope the protein-packed rice, which they believe would be cheaper and more eco-friendly than beef, will catch on. you got to take a look at this. That's what it looks like. Come on. <laughs> that's that's what it looks like. Cat food. <laughs> Scientists in South Korea have grown beef cells inside grains of rice in a bid to create food that is cheaper and more eco-friendly than cuts of beef. Imagine obtaining all the nutrients we need from cell-cultured protein rice. Imagine. No, thank you. I'd rather imagine a cold glass of water. Thank you. Oh. I think I would choose cat food. I honestly think if you made this cell-cultured meaty rice, which just even the words coming out of my mouth make me nauseous. But if you put that in front of me, I really think I'd say, no, I'll, I'll just open that can of cat food and take a few bites of that. Ugh. I just, I just can't imagine. It's clown world. We're living in clown world, but Jesus is coming back soon. Praise God. Praise God. All right, how about, let's do, what time we got here? Yeah, we gotta go, we gotta go. Let's get into a couple testimonies of the day. These are good ones. The comments are good today. This is a good day. This is a good day. The light in the dark. I suffered with severe depression and anxiety for 10 years. I was getting ready to take my own life. Jesus met me in a dream. He was on a bench in a beautiful garden. I sat next to him on his right side and we didn't speak but we didn't need to. I had a knowing that he knew everything about me. So I leaned into him and he wrapped his arms around me. 
All my anxiety and depression was sucked out of me and replaced with a peace and love beyond human comprehension. I woke up and all my depression and anxiety was gone after years of struggling. I gave my life to him and I got baptized and I can't wait to see him soon. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Beautiful. Willie, I was always a lukewarm Christian who believed I was baptized, so I was good. One night, I was laying in my bed trying to figure out how to prove God. I had no answers and I began to cry, wondering what is the point in living? When all my hope was fading away, suddenly there was a lightning strike so close and so loud, it sounded forever in the distance. I never doubted God again. I studied Revelation, and many years later, in the shower, it hit me. Jesus paid it all. I never looked back. Recently, I lost everything that matters to me. My wife left me, but all that matters to me now is seeing Jesus. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, brother. I know that's hard to share these things. But thank you, because it blesses many. Let's do a couple comments of the day, okay? Marcus, if you're sharing the gospel to others and feeling like you're not getting anywhere, then don't be discouraged. Years ago, when I was in my teens, I was in the depths of my drug-taking lifestyle. There was one day where I remember nothing apart from me going up to a little old lady while I was out of my head. I had most likely scared her, but she did something that at the time meant nothing, but it has stayed with me right up until today. She simply looked at me with complete love and compassion and said, Jesus really does love you, you know? Even today, that hits me to my core. Thank you, Jesus, for never leaving me, and thank you for never giving up on me. So just remember, even one simple sentence can be life-changing. Yes. Amen, Marcus. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes it's just saying God bless you to somebody. Just God bless you. Have a great day. Because sometimes they think, man, I haven't heard that since my grandmother said that to me. And all of a sudden they're on this, you know, the Lord's using that one little thing you said. And all of a sudden this person's on the path of, yeah, my grandmother really loved God. Why did she love God? What is this all about? You know, we, we plant seeds. We plant seeds. We don't have to close the deal. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Plant the seed. Let the Lord, he'll lead that person to the next person who will do another layer. And then he'll lead them to the, you know, let God, God's pretty powerful. Let him do his plan, but just plant seeds. Push people to Jesus a little bit. Nudge them. Hannah, thank you. My earthly dad told me that when I turned 18 years old, I'd have to start paying him back for all the food I ate during those 18 years. I asked him for a quarter once when I was about four or five years old, and he tore a strip off me, shaming me to the core. That's when I learned that I wasn't worth 25 cents. But Jesus saved me, and I know I'm worth a lot to him, and I'll spend eternity with him. Praise God. Hannah, you will, and you're worth a lot more than a quarter to us, your brothers and sisters, your forever brothers and sisters. We love you. Thank you for sharing that. Josh, Tom, I grew up attending church in a Christian family. 
We were never taught about the rapture or any end time events. I remember feeling like something in the world has changed and something big is about to happen. I started praying about it and God led me to your channel. By diving deeper in scripture and pursuing God more than ever, my walk with God is now stronger than ever. Just yesterday, a coworker asked me what I was listening to every day. I showed him your channel. He said that he noticed me listening to a Christian channel every day. And he wanted to know more. He even asked me if, I, if he was able to go to my church with me. Keep fighting the good fight. God can move mountains even with the smallest seeds planted. I can't tell you how many times in two years I've read comments of people who would say, I was in a public place listening to your video and I just left it loud. And somebody came up to me and asked about it. We just plant little seeds. Josh planted a seed by just listening. And his co-worker heard it. And now the guy wants to go to church with him. Because God is working. God is working. You have to realize, you have to realize the Lord doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come to the saving knowledge, that knowledge that Jesus paid for our sins with his blood. How serious that is, that payment. Tom, why did it have to be so bloody? That's how serious sin is to God. It's how serious it is. And we're all sinners. But this miracle 2,000 years ago, this miracle takes place. That God sends his only begotten son which was the plan from before the foundation of the world. The plan was Jesus. If mankind falls, Jesus will go down and he'll put on human flesh and he'll die, the Lamb of God. He'll shed blood, he'll die, but he'll be resurrected. It's exactly what happened 2,000 years ago. Jesus came to this world and he lived perfectly. He fulfilled the law to the T. Every jot and tittle. He was the perfect, perfect God-man. 100% God, 100% man. And he knew the entire time that he was the Lamb of God. He knew he came here to be nailed to a cross, to shed blood. Because without the shedding of blood... There's no forgiveness of sins. You ha Blood has to be involved. It's been the plan, like I said, since before the foundation of the world. So Jesus knew what he was doing. And I ask you, would you do that for someone? Do you love anyone enough to be brutalized beyond, to the point where beyond recognition, marred beyond recognition, if you saw Jesus the day before they got a hold of him and then saw him after the, I'm talking about before the cross, the scourging, the torture he went through, he was marred beyond recognition. You would not recognize him. Would you go through that for somebody? But the one who spoke the entire world into existence existence with the power of his words 
is Jesus. He spoke and nothing became everything. He spoke and the moon and the sun and the stars were placed in the sky. He's the creator of the universe. He's the same one who comes here to take the punishment that we deserve. We're the sinners. And then all of our sins get placed on this perfect perfection. Jesus on the cross, he's perfection. But our sins get placed on him. And what do we get in return? When we trust in what he did for us, we get his righteousness. Why? Why is all? Why is it all like this? Because he loves us with laser pinpoint love that we can't even comprehend. He loves us. So he did all that. He endured the cross because he loves you. He wants to spend eternity with you. So you hear all this and it all leads to this. Every one of us that's ever been born has to make a decision at some point in our life. Are we going to say yes to all of this? Say, yes, Jesus, I believe that you paid for my sins with your blood. I believe that they placed you on the cross and you died, you were buried, and you rose again the third day. And I need that. I need my sins to be removed from me so I can be with you for eternity because that's the only way to be with him for eternity is to believe in the power of that blood that it'll wash away your sins. Believe that he paid for your sins. He took them all. Once you believe that and you say, I have faith in that blood, that it'll wash these sins away and wash me white as snow. And I believe he went to the cross, died, was buried, rose again on the third day. Man, that's the savior I want. That's the, Jesus, I believe in you. When you do that, you're saved. When you do that, you're saved. You're sealed until the day of redemption. He'll never let you out of the palm of his hand. Or you can choose to say, I don't need that. I don't want my sins paid for. I'm, I'm more good than bad. It's not the way it works. It doesn't matter. You're not, you're not going to be sent to eternal separation from God, a.k.a. hell, because you're good. It doesn't matter if you're 98% good. You'll be sent there because the 2% bad, those sins are not covered. They were covered by the blood, but you didn't want to believe it. Don't reject the payment for your sins. Don't reject it. He loves you. He wants to spend eternity with you. Satan just wants to get you away from God. And if right now you're thinking like, I just don't need this. I don't want this. That's Satan going, yeah, good job. Get away from this message, man. I don't want your life to change. Get away from this message. Today is the day of salvation. If this sounds like truth to you, Run to Jesus. He's got a life for you. He's got a plan for you that's so amazing. Don't let Satan rob you. All right? Don't let Satan rob you. Satan's got no plan for eternity. You know, the world, the Satan-influenced world will try to convince you that hell's okay. It's not as good as heaven, but, you know, it's kind of hot. But, man, it's a party. No, no. The, the whole reason we know about hell is from the word of God. It's the whole reason we know about hell. And it says it's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Don't let Satan rob you of eternity because you're going to sit here and reject the payment that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords made for your sin. Don't reject the payment 
that was made for your sins. You believe in what Jesus did. You do it today, okay? I'm going to shut the camera off, and I'm going to pray for all you guys, everyone who watched this video. And if we're not raptured today, and you know what? Today's a perfectly good day for the rapture. Am I saying it's going to happen today? No. Am I saying it could? Yeah. Yeah. All the events are lined up. Everything is lined up. We're just waiting for it. Could be today. Could be in a week. Could be in a month. Could be in six months. But we are seeing all the puzzle pieces clicked into place. The last puzzle piece is the rapture. Click. Once that's there, the seven years. I don't know if there's a little delay between the rapture and the signing of the covenant. I don't want to get into that. But the, th the puzzle piece we're waiting for is the rapture. That's the final one that paints the picture. But I'm going to pray for you. And if we're not raptured today, God willing, I will see you guys tomorrow. I love you guys.